Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select game Gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It's the top of the week, fellow conspiracy realist, which means it is time for more strange news. Radioactive or contaminated hybrid boar pigs are running loose in Fukushima, but they have been for a while. So <laughs> I made the decision not to consider that news just yet. Uh, but it's it's a similar situation to what you saw in uh, Chernobyl, uh, where the natural world begins to take over space previously occupied by humans. We will consider it news when they begin organizing and forming right. their own right. <laughs> their own interim government. That's what I was going to say. However, their union is making some real inroads. 
And let's not forget about that whole episode of Chernobyl, the HBO series, where it's literally just like people hunting down radioactive animals. I uh, don't know that we are too far away from that in this story, but let's save it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one, and we'll we'll keep an eye on it. But for now, we're going to do some international travel. We're going to go to India. We're going to visit uh, the western coast of North America, Canada, and we're also going to stop in Haiti where some very disturbing, very important things are happening as we record. And a lot of it is not making it to the Western news in the, in the detail that, that we would like it to. Uh, so maybe we start there. Uh, Matt, what's the scoop? What's going on? If, if you were looking at a Haitian newspaper today, what would be the top story, you think? Uh, well, the assassination of the president. Uh, As we record this episode, last Wednesday on July 7th, the president of Haiti, Jovenel Moise, was assassinated in his home, and his wife was put into critical condition. She was injured in the successful attempt at assassination. And both Haitian authorities and international authorities are attempting to ascertain what exactly happened, who was involved, what were the motivations, Um, and I... I am hesitant to say this, but I will say I'm sure there are some intelligence agencies out there, at least one, that has an understanding of what occurred. Because there's some weird stuff that's being found right now. And everything we're going to talk about today is, of course, you know, news that is developing. So as you hear this, there may be new things coming out of Haiti since the time we recorded this. It is now July 12th, just so everyone is aware. I'm going to read from an article from NBC News titled Haiti Police Arrest Third Suspect with U.S. Ties in President's Assassination. Here's the subtitle. Charles Emmanuel Sanon, S-A-N-O-N, 63, is one of the suspected masterminds behind the attack, they said. Again, that's according to Haitian authorities. So, I, I suppose before we really even jump into that article, we need to talk about what happened It was this past Wednesday, July 7th, when at the Port-au-Prince home of the president, again, Joven Moise, a large group of people, it was over 25, I believe, I think it was around 26 individuals. Mm -hmm. Largely Colombian. Yes, largely Colombian individuals who showed up at the home. According to NBC and other reporting, this group of people stated that they were DEA It's at least alleged that some of the members of that group were yelling that, that they were DEA agents as they arrived armed to the home. And, you know, we don't have all of the details on exactly, you know, what happened on a play-by-play scale, but we do know after the conflict, a firefight, uh, the president was killed and his wife was injured and uh, taken to a hospital. Now, the weird part comes in here when we start putting together the individuals with United States connections who happen to be there or happen to play some part in this assassination. There is a police chief, it's the national police chief, his name is Leon Edwards. They He held a news conference and there have been many of these since the 7th. But he said that they've arrested this one individual named Christian Emmanuel Sanon, or, or I think that's how you say it, S-A-N-O-N. This person was in Haiti. He had flown there earlier, so in June, by private jet, and he had a whole group of security guards with him, at least according to these authorities. And these security guards, 
appear to have played some part in this. Again, what do you attack? Maybe that's the right way. A coordinated attack is a way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Well, their their story is, I believe that they were not attempting an assassination, right? That things went yes. sideways. It's again, these are like, there's some strange tales going on here and it's very difficult to ascertain what is truth. What is a story? You know, and again, it's going to take time to get through all of that stuff. But these guys said that they were going with Sanon as security for him. And that Sanon allegedly wanted to take over as president. And, you know, it's a bit strange to imagine that, right? Uh, that they flew to another country to take over. And one of the reasons that that is believable as a story is because you can go on YouTube and find videos of Dr. Christian Sanon discussing the corruption or, you know, what he believes is corruption in Haitian politics. And, you know, speaking about some things that I personally would tend to agree with it just in the way that he's speaking about it in the concepts of taking bribes, getting large corporations in to extract resources, essentially giving up, uh, giving up Hades power essentially in order to gain a little bit of short term wealth or, you know, escape some of the poverty that is honestly like striking that nation pretty, pretty hard and has been for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I, I again like I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole of my own opinions here and how I feel about this guy's what he's espousing. Uh, ben, do, do you have anything you want to add before we keep going here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one one very important piece of the YouTube videos uh, made by uh, Doctor Sanon is one in 2011 called Doctor Christian Sanon Leadership for Haiti, which mm-hmm. appears to present him as the next person. In power, and it's important to note that the late president of Haiti, Moise, was not uh, considered <laughs> not considered popular uh, by by any means. It had had been accused of corruption, including uh, including oddly enough working with uh, uh, gang in the area and working with drug cartels mm-hmm. in South America, which I think goes into play here. I think so too, and he, and he had also overstayed his term. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird to think about. Uh, president just deciding that well, I'm not going to leave quite yet, just because uh, it's not that simple, obviously. But th- it is. It's painted that way by some. I want to jump back quickly to this this smaller group of security guards that were with Sanon in June. So, according to this NBC article, and this is a quote from the um, the police chief there, Leon Charles. He says, quote, the mission of these attackers was initially to ensure the safety of Emmanuel Sanon or Sanon, but later the mission was changed and they presented one of the attackers with an arrest warrant for the president of the Republic. So they are saying, at least according to the chief of police there, they did have some kind of arrest warrant. I don't know under what authority they had an arrest warrant, but um that is really interesting to know that it's officially that's officially the story coming out of the you know law enforcement there. There's some interesting other stuff going on just politically here with the United States and Haiti. The country had been attempting to get uh, security forces from the United States as a temporary measure to kind of calm things down or cool things off because there is a lot of violence occurring right now in Haiti, at least according to the Western reporting that that I've been exposed to. 
Um, again, it comes from gang violence, uh, some of the drug cartel activity, other things like that, where just the authorities don't seem to have the resources to to handle what they need to handle. Without even mentioning COVID. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a lot going on. And then, you know, they, they've asked for help. And so thus far, the United States has not, at least to my knowledge, sent any assistance when it comes to law enforcement. Again, there's, this is a dense topic. There's a lot to discuss here. Let's get back to this person and the group of people that they have arrested as of right now. Police have arrested 18 Colombian, uh, Colombian citizens and three Haitian Americans. Haitian Americans, who uh, that includes Senon, who was there. And there are still five people who are allegedly, at least according to law enforcement, they're Colombian nationals. And several people, I think three, at least as of reporting today, three uh, Colombians have been killed. Thus far, Colombian citizens have been killed who were in Haiti. Again, the story, I'm just, I'm still in that NBC News article. The story from the people who have been arrested are saying they were not trying to kill the president. They were trying to arrest the president. But either way, these people were attempting to remove the sitting acting president from power, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's a tough thing to, to do if you want to do it. And it's a big decision. It's crazy to me that this can still happen in the modern age where just a small group of people can, can essentially topple a government or at least the head of a government. And we've seen it happen in numerous locations and at numerous times in the past decade. It's just still mind blowing. I think that it's possible. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed, Matt. And and the, the issue here is that, like you said, without getting into the incredibly fraught history of U S Haitian relationships, uh, the U.S. has committed in the past illegal actions against the sovereign nation that is Haiti. And because of this, uh, it's no wonder that a lot of observers, especially non-Western observers, might think, you know, the U.S. has a hidden hand in here because the uh, the U.S. does have a history mm-hmm. of deposing uh, deposing democratically elected leaders, especially in the places it considers part of its regional sphere of influence or its global backyard, whatever you want to call it. With this in mind, though, the thing is that if the U.S. were if the U.S. were involved, right, like on a state level, it would be an interesting wrinkle to their typical pattern. Because mm-hmm. the typical pattern historically has been to overthrow a leader who does not participate in corporate-led resource extraction or to overthrow a leader who is thought to be too far left on the political mm-hmm. spectrum. And that is not really the – neither of those are really the case uh, in this assassination. Yeah, I agree, Ben. I guess when I, my little nod to the intelligence agencies at the top here wasn't so much as in they caused it. It's more like they've been watching these groups, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and this sure. is my opinion. I think because of the number of Colombian nationals that were involved and because Moise was allegedly involved in drug cartel activities, that may be our connection here. I see. Um, something went sour with a deal in Colombia because Colombia still is a country that exports a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wondering if there's something there because <laughs> we also know that the U.S. has some interesting relationships 
with the drug cartels in Colombia. I don't know. It doesn't mean that they're connected in any way to this, but it does mean that there's something, something weird was happening, I think, in the realm of the cartels, and that's what, that's what occurred here. You know what else is interesting here, Matt? In 2019, as recently as 2019, the late president had American mercenaries yes. working on his behalf, right? So this thing that often escapes people is, I think, putting the human side to a country that you've never been to. So if you reside in the U.S., one way to think of this is, let's say, a president. It could be any one of the recent ones, Trump, Biden, Obama, take your pick. One of those presidents, whether or not you like them, uh, let's say they get assassinated by a group of people from Canada, right? A, a group of, why don't we get specific? We have a group of Quebecois, and they're, they're mad about something. And they say, look, we were just, we just busted into the White House to arrest insert president here. We didn't mean to, you know, for them to be murdered. Then you can imagine how no matter how unpopular that leader would be, mm -hmm. uh, the population of the United States would be screaming for their blood. It's a, yeah. it's a threat to sovereignty, right? I mean, it's essentially exactly. someone coming in and saying, I have jurisdiction here. I'm coming into your territory. And that's clearly not the case, no matter what their beef might be. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's not clear what their beef is. There, there's a lot of beef to be had. Mm -hmm. You just kind of decide. We you just take don't your know. pick. Which flavor of beef are you? Are you looking? Yeah, at? we're but at yeah. the butcher counter for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. We just don't know all the specifics yet. As as I said at the top, I'm going to give you guys one more wrinkle, then we're going to be finished with this segment. According to the Miami Herald, the only reason I'm even bringing this up is because the president's spouse was taken to Miami to a hospital there after she was attacked. And that's where that's where she went to get treatment. According to the Miami Herald, several of the Colombians who were detained said they worked for this place called CTU Security. It's a Miami based private security firm. And there's a person who runs that named Antonio Emmanuel Intrago Valera. And there is a rabbit hole to go down here with CTU security. It is very, very interesting stuff. And there's not a lot of leads to follow, but the little little breadcrumbs that you get, uh, at least personally speaking here, just makes the intrigue all that sweeter. Because this isn't the guy's only <laughs> company, right? That's no, true. There's, yeah. there's all kinds of stuff to look down into here. And then... <sighs> Uh, you know, I don't I don't want to get embroiled in any cartel activities. So uh, good luck to all of you guys and hope you're <laughs> hope you're OK and <clears throat> don't know where I live. OK. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this one. We're going to continue to follow this story and we will give you updates if we if we see anything. We hope you continue to follow it in the news as well. And uh, let us know if you hear anything that you think we should be talking about. We take a quick break and we'll be right back with more strange news. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. 
It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Does money stress you out? Let Facet flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding Facet immediately put us in. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. And we have returned. We are journeying from Haiti to the Pacific coast of North America, uh, Canada specifically. If you live in the area or if you live in the West Coast in general, uh, well, unfortunately, if you live in many areas of the world today, uh, you know that there are record heat waves. They are leading to disasters of nigh biblical proportions. Wildfires will tragically be uh, an example that a lot of people in the audience today have experienced firsthand. Quite recently, a heat dome settled over Western Canada and parts of the Northwestern United States. It was there for about five days. It pushed temperatures to over 104 degrees Fahrenheit for the rest of the world. That's around 40 degrees Celsius. And this was not completely unprecedented because temperatures have been rising over recent years, but it was unexpected. It shattered records that have been around for a long, long time. As many as 500 people in British Columbia alone are believed to have died as a direct result of this. Hundreds of wildfires are burning across the place as we record today. But something else happened, and it's something that I think deserves more attention. We'll explain why in a moment. About a billion sea animals, marine animals, died because of this heat. If you went out there recently, you would see tons and tons of creatures, mussels. They they were essentially cooked by the heat. And look, I'm I'm a fan of seafood. I will come clean. I have never said no to cooked mussels. Uh, this might be one of the only situations where I w- would have had the moral fortitude to do so. Uh, I will always say no to mussels, clams, 
Yeah. Any of that stuff. You no, like thank the, you. You don't like the boogers of the sea? No. They're the boogers of the sea in their own individual packaging. <laughs> God. Gross. <laughs> you don't like, you don't it's like, like sea monkeys. It makes me think of sea monkeys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll do uh, baked oysters. You'll I'll do baked you. oysters. Okay. So you like your boogers baked. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> putting that on putting on the that on the profile it's on the air all right we'll keep it if uh if doc lets us but but this is i mean we're injecting some levity but this is incredibly serious because like if you go to vancouver for instance uh temperatures were about a hundred or so degrees fahrenheit but students and scholars used infrared cameras to measure the shore and they found the temperatures were soaring to 122 degrees Fahrenheit. This means that first off, Matt, if I could continue grossing you out here, uh, this means that the entire place stank of rotting seafood. Yeah, um, dude. Worse than, yeah, everybody who smelled rotting seafood, it's like that, but much worse than you could imagine unless you were there. Snails, sea stars, clams, they've been cooked by the water. They are decaying. Uh, this is uh, apocalyptic stuff. And it was so hot that when the researchers who discovered this, like Christopher Harley, a marine biologist at the University of BC, it was so hot that when uh, his group was looking at this disaster, they could only go out for small amounts of time. And then they had to run back into like the shade or some kind of more contained environment mm -hmm. and eat frozen grapes to, in an attempt to physically cool their bodies down. That's insane. Yeah. And it's a loss of biodiversity that's very difficult to replace. And the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about this with everyone today is that anyone who's a fan of The Simpsons or internet memes probably remembers what I call the so far meme, right? It's it's like a little two-panel thing where Bart Simpson says something like, this is the hottest summer of my life. And then you, know, you can slot in anything. And the next panel is Homer stopping him and saying, the hottest summer of your life so far. Mm -hmm. That's what we're dealing with in a, in a very real way. This is not the first example of a mass die-off due to high temperatures, right? But it's it's a different kind in specificity. And this means that it also is a harbinger, I would argue, of things to come. It seems like every, yeah, what would you say, guys? Every two, three months, a report comes out saying, oh, no, we're getting close. We're getting close to a tipping point. But the truth is that horse has left the bar. You know what I mean? That badger yeah. is out of the bag and it is roaming we're, we're around. In the we're in the tipping phase now. We're just yeah. in that thing. You can't see it when you're inside it because right. you're just there. We're well into the second act, I think. <clears throat> yeah. And this, I don't know what this makes me think of is the very real possibility that the majority of animal wildlife, including the stuff that humans eat, including the stuff that supports oxygen-breathing land animals, I think we're facing a very real possibility that that population will be damaged heavily, will be decimated. A word that doesn't mean to destroy, it means to reduce by a certain factor, factor yeah. of 10. Uh, well, there's yeah. a reporting coming out of Florida right now, the manatees, 
The, yes. We, we've already, I forget exactly, I'm going to, I'll have to look it up really quickly, but I was just reading this morning about 841 manatee deaths that had just occurred between January 1st and July 2nd, mm-hmm. um, which it, it's basically, it's breaking the previous record. Which was yeah. from 2013. Mm-hmm. So again, like we're kind of like inside this range. I don't know. Yeah. They're being called unusual mortality events, which if you think about it, if you like thinking about language the way we do, uh, that is a very optimistic name, isn't it? Because yeah. how, how long before these simply become mass die-off events, mass mortality events, or seasonal mass mortality events? Uh, and it's, it's like the case, again, you know, it bears odd similarity to the case of Haiti because you know, you're, you're telling people who maybe have never been to this part of the world why they should care, right? Mm-hmm. But how is this more than words I hear or words I read or clips of videos I watch? In the case of the ocean's ecosystem, and this, this is not a hippy-dippy thing to say, in the case of the ocean's ecosystem, the majority of terrestrial life absolutely depends on it. I mean, you could say maybe... Maybe animals that live solely in caverns don't depend on it because <laughs> because they're like guano powered. Basically, that's how yeah. they get their energy from the sun. I, I still remember uh, when Discovery was our corporate overlord. Uh, Matt, Noel, and I all got a copy of uh, what was it? Earth, planet, planet Earth. Planet oh yeah. Earth. We also got Honey Boo Boo uh, notepads and Cake Boss cake mix. That was <laughs> I took the cake mix. I skipped the boo-boo. I'm not a uh, child. I'm not someone who proves a child pageantry. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. We that's where we learned that the uh yeah. cavern ecosystems of the world uh are, are so unique. Kind of cut but, off. But so is the ocean. So I would want to ask you guys. So I brought this to the group today. Uh not just you, Nolan Matt, but uh those of us listening along at home, what do you think the future of this brings? Do you think this is a tragic anomaly? Do you think this will become, as many people fear and predict, the new normal? I'd love, I'd love to hear you guys take on it. Well, I mean, geez, it just, it just kind of seems like these types of stories keep escalating. Um, in terms of, you know, like wildfires is getting worse and worse each year. Uh, die-offs, you know, crop damage, things like that. I mean, I just. It, I, I think it is the new normal. Yeah. I, I, and I don't see much human intervention uh, is going to mitigate these kinds of things. Certainly, there are environmental controls that have been rolled back from having been eliminated, but it almost feels like a too little, too late situation. I feel very, uh, very sad and feels very dire to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it feels extremely dire to me. There's reporting recently coming out about a massive lake in Antarctica that all of a sudden just drained because yes. of the situation of climate change. And I, I'm afraid to even say it because I know there's such pushback uh, against that word, against that concept. But, uh, you know, you look around, you look at the news and it's just I feel like it's screaming at me. And, and depending on where you lie politically, it becomes an issue. It's Which also isn't. the least divisive like term. It shouldn't be. It just means the climate is changing. You can feel it when you walk outside here in Georgia. Well, I mean, I don't know. How about this? Take the word climate change out of it. 
temperatures are now, where the climate in parts of the world sits, terrible things are happening to life and to Ooh. water resources. I mean, the droughts that are happening all over the planet. If you look at, like, here's something insane. Death Valley out in the western United States reached a temperature of 54.4 degrees Celsius. Yep. That's 130 degrees Fahrenheit. 130 degrees. And just for reference, a wet bulb temperature, uh, the absolute, it's the measure of the absolute limit of human tolerance for this kind of heat is 95 degrees Fahrenheit or 35 degrees Celsius. So this is literally unlivable without the aid of technology. I'm also really glad you guys are bringing up the Machiavellian politicization of phrases like climate change. Nature and the sun and all the all the large-scale effects, they do not care who you vote for. Yeah. Absolutely not. Don't even think of it in those terms. Uh, the, the world considers if the world has a consciousness, if you subscribe to the Gaia hypothesis, which is unproven but interesting, then uh, if the world had a mind, it would probably consider human beings a fad that got out of hand, right? Like, oh, primates were cool, but now... Now they're a problem. And this the reason we can say this is because the idea of climate change, how it entered into uh, this phase of becoming a hot button issue in the world of politics, is itself a conspiracy. Back in the day, let us not forget, uh, folks that would be considered quite conservative were also environmental conservatives. They were conservationists, right? right? They were responsible for some amazing strides in preserving the natural world in the U.S. in particular. And how did this conspiracy come about? Well, one of them was oil companies. We talked about this last mm-hmm. week. Like oil conglomerations actively covered up the science after their own studies. The studies that they financed proved this was real and that uh, some increasingly hot stuff was about to hit the fan. So this concept, right, of the Anthropocene, the age of humanity, and uh, this concept of an inevitable change in the, in the natural world due to human intervention, it has some pretty compelling science. And the people who discovered that science often treated it as the stuff they don't want you to know. I hate to use the tagline, like, you know, the moment in the movie where somebody says, hey, are those teenage mutant ninja turtles? But this is this is very, very serious. And also, uh, the problem is compounded by the same corporations that have been actively lying to you, if you are a living human being, the same corporations passing the buck, passing the burden of responsibility onto the individual. It does not matter how many straws you save. 
No, and and it's the same thing with you know who killed the electric car. You know we know who killed the electric car. It was automobile companies, you know, and oil companies, and and the there is collusion, even if on paper it doesn't exist. But um, again, I want to mention that movie I talked about a couple of weeks ago. I God, I can't remember when. Uh, but no sudden move. That's about this, um, you know, collusion between the big uh, Detroit auto manufacturers to uh, cover up scientific studies that showed that um, you know. Know, the catalytic converter was able to be made small enough to put into a car. <laughs> and um, it's something that, you know, makes a huge difference in pollution, but it was going to be expensive for them. So they were protecting their bottom line. And that's something that happens time and time again. Before you get back into it, I want to say I watched the movie after mm-hmm. you mentioned it, Noel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually really enjoyed it. Didn't you think it was weird though how the, the like the vignetting on the wide angle lenses in every shot? It's real distracting. I think I think it was a stylistic choice, but I found it very a little off putting at times, especially since they're framed largely in the be- edges of the screen, the the main actors, and they're almost like they're bowing out. <laughs> A little bit on their edges. For any non-film nerds, I was talking about a wide-angle lens, which you know gives you a larger field of vision. But if you don't affect it in post, the edges are rounded, and they almost create this funhouse mirror effect on the sides. And Soderbergh very clearly did not want to cover that up because he wanted it to look authentic in some way. But I'm not even sure what era he was mimicking because I don't think I've ever even seen a like a '70s movie that had that level of uh, of distortion. But it was a very interesting choice. But a cool movie. So the the way we got there is that No Sudden Move, while not based on a true story, is based on um, on the idea of the big four conspiring, and that is based on the idea of corporations conspiring against the consumer for short-term or mid-term uh, profit. I will say that the before I add the last point about we're talking about earlier, the massive die-off of marine animals in Western North America. Uh, I will say that I felt like No Sudden Moves dialogue could have used a little polishing, but you guys know as a car conspiracy guy, I was was all about it as well. And great acting, great acting. Benicio, if you're in this, you know, I'm not just saying it because we're both Ben's. I thought you were kick-ass in that. Agreed. So back to Spatter at Hand uh, and... I will sew this up as uh, quickly as possible. Really, this is the point I was getting to. That's what I was trying to make. So corporations are passing this responsibility on to you in a massive swindle, to be quite honest. The reason I say it doesn't really matter how many straws you save is because commercial fisheries are responsible for much, much more plastic waste. Uh, And if you want to put politics aside, which is the important thing to do when you realize that you are the um, potential victim of a conspiracy like this, uh, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, do you plan to be alive in 2040 or 2050 when the marine ecosystems are projected to collapse entirely? Uh, that's that's a question that's up to you on a case-by-case basis. I uh, would love to hear your take on this, especially because, as we said, we know it can be a hot-button issue for any number of reasons. Uh, so let us know what you think. one 833 stdwytk com. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and we'll return with more Strange News. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know. 
taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. And we're back with our final strange news story of today's episode. And it is most definitely what you would call a conspiracy. In fact, I believe one of the charges being levied at the uh, offending parties here, uh, it has the word conspiracy in it. Um, So obviously everyone knows that COVID vaccines are a thing. There are some parts of the world that are getting less of them than others. Um, In the United States, it seems like pretty much anybody that wants to get one at this point probably has gotten one. Uh, maybe maybe I'm overstating the case there, but it does feel like they are pretty accessible. Uh, there is still, we talked about politicization of uh, climate change in those terms. There's still some pretty intense politicization of vaccination. Funny thing, my daughter actually got her second shot the other day uh, and felt terrible, as I think several of us felt pretty crappy after our second shot. And I walked into a room to check on her and she goes, Dad, Joe Biden microchipped me. <laughs> obviously she was being sarcastic because she's a little smart aleck goth hipster kid but uh it's funny because there are still some people that somewhere along the spectrum of thinking that or the 4g or 5g conspiracy it's a thing but we're not talking about those kind of conspiracies we're literally talking about opportunists that are taking advantage of people who genuinely want to get the vaccine specifically in india Um, There is a fantastic article in the New York Times about a uh, case that's going on, an investigation that's going on into thousands of COVID vaccines that were given out to um, individuals in that country that signed up for them, paid for them. 
and and, and obviously wanted to get them, wanted to be inoculated. Uh, but instead of getting um, what uh, was supposed to be the Oxford AstraZeneca uh, brand of the vaccine, which over there is branded as COVID COVID Shield, which I didn't think I didn't realize there were like different like brandings of it. So they called it like the Pfizer or the AstraZeneca. Um, but yeah, COVID Shield. Um, instead, were absolutely um, bilked out of their money. Um, these shots cost between 10 and $17 a dose, which in and of itself seems sketchy to me, but I'm not fully aware of the framework that that country has in place for, for the vaccine. Obviously here, no one has had to pay for it, even if you didn't have uh, insurance. But instead of that syringe being full of COVID vaccine, it was full of a saline solution. Um, so there are investigations underway. Uh, Vishal Thakur, who is a police officer in Mumbai, uh, said that those, quote, in the New York Times article by Hari Kumar, uh, was quoted as saying, those arrested are charged under criminal conspiracy, cheating, and forgery. Um, And that is for a few reasons. Around 2,600 people came to these, they were referring to them in the article and in other reporting as camps, uh, which are these, you know, kind of various setups. Not, probably not too similar from the way here in the United States there were churches that were becoming hubs to get your vaccine. There were even sort of pop-ups almost with like tents, you know, or you'd see them on the side of the road and you could go get your vaccine with or without an appointment sometimes. So I don't think this is too, too different than that. Um, But this actually goes pretty deep because many of the organizers involved in this scam allegedly uh, were medical professionals um, and they were essentially like forging these these documents um, that made the uh, the syringes and the doses look legit, and also the cards that you would get to show the vaccination cards that we've all seen. Um, and uh, according to the Indian government's online portal for tracking vaccines, uh, the hospitals and the organizers, or the, rather the hospitals the organizers claimed to have used, the records did not match the doses and the vaccination certificates that they received. So there was some some collusion going on between medical professionals, hospitals, and whomever is at the heart of this scam, which we don't entirely know yet. Um, so there was one person who was a victim of this uh, scam, um, Niha Alshi, who in the New York Times article claimed uh, there are doubts about whether we were actually given Covishield, whether it was just glucose or expired waste vaccine. Um, and there is, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's obviously very shocking. There is an outcry. There are public interest attorneys uh, in Mumbai that are trying to bring this to the highest court. There's already been a lawsuit filed, um, and uh, the court responded in saying that it was heartbreaking and shocking, um, and that these types of incidents of fake vaccinations is on the rise. And I mean, this, you know, this isn't the first time that we've seen um, medical scams, you know, in India, Uh, for example, apparently there was a large spate of fake oxygen tanks that were distributed and also other fake drugs. This is something I don't know that we hear too much about that here in the United States. I'm sure it happens, but uh, it doesn't seem as widespread. And it's a shame because, uh, you know, however you feel about the vaccine, for whatever reason, uh, it, it is certainly something that could cause people to call into question whether or not they should get the vaccine or not. Uh, and because they would say, well, why bother? Because clearly it's just a scam. Or why should I even try? Because I'm just going to be scammed and I won't even be getting the shot for real. So I, I don't know, guys. I, I, it's that's, that's pretty much where the story is. It's something that we're, we're following and it's developing. But I just don't understand. They only made like $28,000 too. 
in American dollars from the entire scam. And whomever, you know, was at the heart of this, it couldn't have been just a couple of people. It had mm-hmm. to have been, you know, passed around between maybe like five to 10 people that it would take to pull this off, almost like a heist. You got to have the bag man, you got to have the inside man, you know, there's all these different roles to play to even pull this off uh, to get those forgeries and to make it look legit enough that people would, would bite. But it just seems to me to be the worst kind of betrayal. Someone's coming trying to get help and you're literally giving them nothing and taking their money. Yeah. For, uh, I guess if we if we did a calculation, just equivalency, that twenty eight grand is a little over two point. Well, it's almost two point one million rupees, but still putting it in those dollar terms, it seems like they put these people in very serious danger for very, for relatively small profit. You know what I mean? And that's it's heartbreaking. And I think you're right, Noel, that there are. You know, there there are multiple scams that have developed here in the U.S. as well. A lot of those were um, things like fake COVID vaccination cards, but those are different because they had the participation of the person getting the card or the, right. you know, the informed consent to break the law in that way. But I know that the FBI was also uh, alerting people to scams in the U.S. back in 2020 with a um, well, they were more like folks trying to offer a fee to say they would get you vaccinated and then never actually coming through, you know, just getting you to cash app them or uh, pay them via some electronic method. And they made a lot of money because people were rightly terrified. I, uh, it, this is a real blow, too, because, you know, a lot of people have championed India's approach to uh proprietary pharmaceuticals you know it's one of the world's most populated countries and they they stood up to international regimes and they said look we don't care that you want to charge people you know 500 bucks for this basic medicine in your country we know how to make it and we're just going to do it so it's like i i think that's an enormously human attitude and it's a it's a shame that um bad actors have have besmirched India in this way. You know, Cuba's doing the same thing, by the way. I was just reading an article about that, developing their own vaccine and saying, sorry, <laughs> who cares? Anyway. Well, and that's the issue, too. Like We were talking about some of the issues that people have with Bill Gates. I think there was one listener mail episode where somebody sent us kind of like a wanted poster uh, about how he, like, you know, supposedly, like, s- manufactured the vaccine. Um all of that is obviously bogus, but one thing he has done is speak uh, very much in favor of the opposite of what you guys are talking about, like absolute proprietary uh, medi- oh, yeah. you know, medication and, and patent, essentially like keeping those patents on lock, um, even in the face of the scarcity of the vaccines in countries like India. And I didn't mention this at the top, but I think we, we all know this and many folks know this. Um, India, you cannot get an appointment like you can here. Here, it's almost a joke because here for a time it was like, it was exclusive. It was a little hard to get one. And then it kind of opened up and it was easier to get one. And now you don't even really hear about people going to get them anymore because people who wanted to get them have already gotten them. That is not the luxury that, that people in India have. Uh, the reason that this was, this was happening at like very upscale apartment complexes, for example. Folks, you know, in the upper class in India that were having a hard time getting a vaccine. They were having a hard time getting an appointment. Um, so it's absolutely uh, even more opportunistic because they're capitalizing on the scarcity of it to make 
uh, you know, a buck. Um, and there is another example of around 500 people in West Bengal uh, that also supposedly received fake vaccines. So now there's this distrust of the vaccine in general in a country with, you know, many X times our population uh, and that has really had a bad go of it recently. Like the numbers are rising in, in, in India um, in terms of outbreaks. So I just don't, I just don't understand. I mean, I, I do, I do understand human nature just kind of can suck sometimes, but um, yeah, apparently only 5% of Indian citizens are fully vaccinated right now. And it's, it's difficult because, you know, due to the density of population clusters in India, which does, by the way, remain on paper, the world's largest democracy. Uh, but the, the population density is such that this should have been one of the places vaccinated first honestly as soon as there was a working version because when you have that many people living close together uh, in these conditions you're essentially building an r&d lab for an infection like covid to uh, to evolve itself you know what i mean that's where that's where these variants come from and then if we're in a race it's it's like that game pandemic when, you know, uh, the the scientists try to create a cure or a treatment while the infection is trying to evolve such that the treatment they do come up with is no longer effective. So what happens, you know, people are all like the Delta variant is going through the U.S. right now, and it's only one of the variants going through. So this is uh, inspired groups like Pfizer to say, hey, we should sell everybody a third shot, a booster shot, right? And it helps. Uh, it helps people for sure. It also helps Pfizer. Yeah, uh, yeah Fauci said you don't need it. Yeah, but what happens? I mean, that's what I'm saying. What happens if eventually eighty sixty, eighty, ninety percent of the population of India does get vaccinated, but by the time they reach that vaccination rate, they're vaccinated for something that is no longer the big threat? Mm, you know? Right. Well, because yeah, the COVID's going to the Olympics, guys. I was just reading today about Japan and the emergency the situation that they're in right now. Uh, Vin's still going to do the Olympics, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the IOC's decision, though. I know, but it just it just a lot of potential for some jumping to happen, for some more variants to occur when there are, you know that many people from that many different places all gathered together. And you're right, Ben, the, the, the board game analogy he made is, is very, very apt. It's certainly uh, when you see the board of that of, of pandemic, the game, I mean, you see how it's a, it's called a global pandemic for a reason. I mean, we're sort of all in this together. And yet the politicization of vaccination of the virus and pointing the finger has sort of made it this isolated conversation when it really shouldn't be. I mean, it should be like, let's figure out how to work together on this. And uh, it's become this kind of weird one-upsmanship between countries, whether it's like, you know, pointing out whose fault it is between the U.S. and China or, or whomever. And uh, this type of sharing of, of vaccines, you know, I, I don't I don't quite get it. Uh, given that we are all, not to sound like a hippie, but, you know, all citizens of Spaceship Earth and all that, you mm -hmm. know, uh, it seems like something that we should have thought about from the start. But I guess that yeah. human nature, again, you know, rears its ugly head just in a larger scale. And some of the world's most powerful people looked at the situation and said, I wonder if I can get just far enough into space to say I went to space. That's, that should <laughs> be my priority.
for 20 minutes. something million dollars it's insane <laughs> you guys rich i mean uh, the fact that richard branson just like yeah i'm gonna do it first just to like piss off jeff you know i'm not a relevant enough billionaire anymore let me make some news you know you guys uh, i just i do want to say though the building that they launched that like is the basis for virgin galactic it was paid for with more than two million dollars in mostly taxpayer money of course it was I have no doubt about that, and I, nothing surprises me anymore. But this story is very sad. It, it is, but I got to dovetail off what we're talking about right here, specifically with billionaires. Yeah. Uh, I read some reporting over the weekend about Sun Valley, Idaho. Are you guys yes, familiar with yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. we had some this folks yet. on Here's Where It Gets Crazy posting about this. Oh, dude. We did that Davos episode, and you know we got to dive into Sun Valley, Idaho, go hang out at the, I guess, They've got lots of spas there. Summer uh, camp for billionaires, yeah. Yeah, we got to do that soon. Can we get an invite? No. <laughs> no, but we, we, like Anderson Cooper, can hang out on the periphery and wave a mic around and say, hey, hey, talk to me, Mark, Mark. What oh, happened to your eyebrows? <laughs> That's not fair. I don't want to judge people on physical stuff. He's, he's got a lot going on. But anyway, worth it because it's the same kind of place where deal making happens. Well, let me ask you this, Noel. Uh, what do you think the likelihood of these scams or scams like them continuing is in the near future? Very high. I mean, it's, we're talking 5%. But, but, but it's, I, again, I don't know. I don't fully understand the framework of government regulation in India. Uh, it just seems like such a large country. And I know that there's a lot of opportunity for corruption the larger your bureaucracy is um, and the larger your population is. So uh, they'll figure out how to do it more cleverly, I suppose, you know. But I mean, the, the, the big tell was that people people watch the news. They knew they were supposed to feel a little ill after getting that shot. And they, they you know, now people are like questioning whether they got it or not. Did I get sick enough? Did I feel the, the uh, side effects enough? What is it? I mean, big picture, I think it's going to be a hit to that vaccination rate in a very, very, very large country. That's a very good point. And given the wide variety of possible versions of this infection and how it like the symptoms that people do or do not encounter, uh, it, it can be difficult to tell whether or not you have COVID or have had it unless you do get a test either for antibodies or to see if you're presently infected. Uh, and you might just be left guessing. Uh, this I, I feel okay saying this because it's uh, it's true and it doesn't make me look great. In the early days of the pandemic, got a little in my head and I was talking with uh, with my folks and I told my mother, you know, I think I might have COVID. And she said, why? And I said, well, you know, I'm like losing my sense of smell, my sense of taste. And she was like, Ben, don't worry. You never had a sense of taste. <laughs> So, You're just getting old, baby. Yes, yeah, okay. so you do need a test, I think. It's it's a serious problem. It's one set. Like oh. Will said, I think it's set to continue. Oh, Mama Bolin. We need to hang out with your mom. I don't think I've met your mom, Ben. Seriously. She just, goes just, to just, another just, school. Just your pops. Ah. Oh, no. Is she from Canada? Is this your, Ben's Canadian mom? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Gosh. I mean, this is an important story. You, you know, one of the most frightening things about this is similar to the marine animal die-offs. It's what it paints for the future, right? Because yeah. like you said, you know, imagine you're a person in India, you get a chance to get vaccinated. You're well aware of this story. You're not a doctor. How do you know what they're putting in you is the actual vaccine, right? So I don't know, man. 
Yeah, I mean, especially even when, you know, in this country, um, I think I feel pretty confident that I got the real vaccine. Uh, I feel like most people do. The conspiracies are still aplenty, right? Um, even if we're pretty confident that we're getting these from actual medical practitioners and you start to distrust you know, the process beyond just these kind of more fringe type conspiracies and just say, why even bother? That really could throw a, a wrench into things globally. And um, like you said, Matt, this is happening in other countries too. So something to keep an eye on. Um, but it, certainly we haven't seen the end of old COVID-19. Not to, you know, put too fine a point on it or make it too dire. Obviously things are better in many respects, but uh, when you hear stories like this, it does kind of put a little dent in your enthusiasm about how things are going. That's very well said. Yeah, because the world is not moving in step, the path to recovery. And each of the stories we've discussed in this week's segment are stories that are inevitably going to have a follow-up. Uh, hopefully, we'll learn more about the conditions on the ground in Haiti and what led to the assassination. Hopefully, the species will learn some way to prevent uh, further, or at this point, honestly, mitigate further mass die-offs and hopefully, uh, hopefully there's a way, whether through public policy or private enterprise, to tackle uh, the looming danger of evolving infections and the rush toward vaccination. We've hit on some controversial topics today, folks. Woohoo! Yep. And we want to know what you think. In each case, we have engaged with um, some ongoing conspiracies, not theories conspiracies. So we'd love to hear your opinions. We'd love to hear your take. If you have personal experience in India, in Haiti, in uh, the part of the Northwest where these die-offs are occurring, or in Florida, uh, let us know what you experience. We try to be easy to find online. That's right. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube at Conspiracy Stuff or Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram. You can give us a telephone call at one eight three three stdwytk That's right. Let us know what you'd like for us to call you. And then leave a message. You've got three minutes. We ask that you put right up front exactly what you would like to be on air. If you're going that route, then if you want to say anything personal to us, please put that at the end. Oh, I do want to say on the personal note, Matt, just for an example, thank you for thank you for laughing at uh, that statement from my mom. That is that is a true story. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sure it's a true story. <laughs> oh boy, I'm just imagine you're so sweetly saying, "Oh, sweetheart, you never could taste anything." <laughs> she said she wasn't joking. No, she said you had you never had taste to begin with. Anyway. Well, anyway. tell her, tell her to give the. We need to convince her to leave messages, like check-ins with you via our messaging system. <sighs> oh my god! No, then we'd have all of our parents, and we could get in our show. We could get another certain Bolin to give us like anonymous intel. <gasps> oh okay, god. so Matt, what does somebody do if uh, they if if the phone call is is not enough time yeah, yeah, to convey yeah, yeah. their story with the fullness it deserves? Yeah, that, you're right. Let's move on. It should be an email instead because you can add links, attachments. Well, well, be careful with attachments because, you know, we may Don't we may not be able to yeah, open those. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can send those to our good old-fashioned email address. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com.
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.